It's a 3-0 hole. We're trying real hard to be positive. Positive for at least one segment on this show, even though Malcolm Brogdon didn't give me much to be positive about on Monday. It's all right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Brandon J's, how it started, raising banners, how we finish. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast, right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day, and I am here for you every day with a free, fresh podcast dropped directly to you subscribers on your favorite podcasting app. So if you haven't done that yet, open that app up, subscribe to the podcast, get that video, get that audio dropped directly to your device, watch the show on YouTube, subscribe there, ring the bell, hop into the comments section. Join the thousands and thousands and thousands of Heat fans who have been flooding, flooding the YouTube page to talk their smack. Got to take it. Got to sit there and take it. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I used to play back in the day. Now, if you're watching me on YouTube, you can see that I'm on a balcony at my hotel in Miami. I figured, let me just take this what apparently will be my last day in Miami doesn't seem like I'm coming back for a game six I'm gonna podcast outside on a beautiful day let me take advantage of that it's the only positive thing I've got right now but we're gonna try we're gonna try to be positive for at least a few minutes here today Today's show is brought to you by GameTime. You want to be positive about something? Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's something to be positive about. Positive guy. Is this going to work? Having trouble here. Uh, uh, Hey. Hey. You know, just... To go along with the Celtics, my podcasting equipment is just sporadically working. Um, so, But we're going to power through it. We, unlike the Celtics, are going to stick with it and get to the end of this and finish this podcast. Yeah, we're uh, going fin- to finish the job. Uh, before we get started, I have one thing to say. Um, <clears throat> and I, this, is, this is to all the Heat fans uh, who are, I'm assuming, flooding this. Heat culture! And this time, I don't mean it ironically. I, I retract. It wins. Heat culture is heat culture is 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 king. And uh, I've been saying, man, people want to make fun of it. People ah, use it as a pejorative. It's it's real, man. It's real nope, heat nope. culture. There's something to it, man. It's, heat culture. <laughs> like this is. They are they are playing as a complete team. They come in. They play hard. They play together. They play with a singular focus, a singular purpose, and they execute. And like I said yesterday, Gabe Vincent dropped 29. He might he might not score 29 points the rest of the way, and it doesn't matter. He doesn't care. All that matters is, is this what's open today? Great. Gabe, 
you, we trust you. We have confidence in you. You go do it. Um, and did Jimmy Butler take 25 shots? No. What did he take, 13? 13. 13 shots. He didn't need to take over. He right. didn't need to do it. While the Celtics come down and say, okay, Derek White, you 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 took two threes. You you made those threes. Wow, we're we're hot as a team now. My turn. My turn to get hot as a team. You know, like that. That's Malcolm Brogdon at at the Celtics media availability on Monday, which was held at the team hotel. Basically, kind of confirmed everything that we've been saying all season long. Everything that we've been thinking, where he he said like. I think defense should be the identity, but it's not, right? Yep. Um, he said that they struggle against teams that uh, – what's what's the word that he used? Uh, we, we struggle against teams um, – we're playing a very disciplined, consistent, well-coached team. And and that's that's basically the type of team that they've struggled with. Yeah, his, his quote was, I think we've struggled with teams that are consistent on a possession-by-possession possession basis. So we'd struggle, we struggle against the good teams, which isn't even what? true. That They played what? great against the good teams in the regular season. Like, it's just, yeah. Malcolm did not give me any confidence yeah. in this. In, in this. Uh, he, he came out, he said, I haven't talked to a lot of the guys, which I guess, you know, at that point, they maybe were just waking up. They haven't had their team meetings yeah, yeah. yet. I, I, and maybe they were just going into film. But he 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 basically was like, yeah, we're shocked, we're stunned, uh, kind of can't believe this is happening. We struggle with these disciplined teams, and you know we have we don't have an identity. He said we don't have an identity. We've been searching for who we are, and we've been struggling all playoffs long. And it's like, how do you not have an identity yet? How does this team not know who they are yet? Well, and the truth is, I don't think that's like I don't even think that's true. I think they do have an identity. Their their identity is we're a team who shoots three pointers a lot, and when we make them, right. we win. And it's like, like you might feel like you don't have an identity because your threes aren't going in, but that is who you are, man. Like that's that's who they've been all season, and like that's you know that, that's not a good thing or a bad thing unless the threes aren't falling, in which case it is a bad thing. Like so, you know, I mean, I I, I but I do agree with I you know. They're having that defensive identity kept them in games last season. Like that was, you know, that was like the, the, yeah, you might score 95 points, but if you can hold the other team to 91, like who cares? And this, this year's team is not just, isn't going to do that. Like they're just not that team on that end. So yeah, I mean, I, again, I I don't think, I, I don't agree with Brogdon's point there. Like, I think they do have an identity and their identity is just failing them at the worst possible time in the season which might have been predictable because it's harder to shoot threes in the playoffs. Yeah. Yep. And that, my, my biggest criticism of Missoula is that they, they didn't, they didn't develop any kind of alternatives. Yeah. Um, Ryan Bernardoni at danger cart on Twitter uh, said it really, really well with, <coughs> excuse me, which he does. He says things about the Celtics really well on he Twitter. Um, <laughs> he said they didn't they didn't any they didn't add any clubs to the back. They're out there yeah. basically he's saying they they said we're a grip it and rip it team. We're gonna go out there with a driver and a putter, and that's it. And they got no short game. They got nothing if there's if they, they shank it and, and drive it into the rough. If you driving the green every time you're out there, then great. You drive the green and you putt and you finish and you're you're playing great. It's amazing to watch. But 
if you're not happy Gilmore, you're and you're stuck in the in the rough and you you know you're in a sand trap if trouble, then this is what happens and the playoffs are full of trouble beginning. Joe Mazzula does not have a feel for the game and that's something that can only come with time. And he did not have the foresight to say, we're going to have to find ways to win ugly in the playoffs because when the shots aren't falling and we've only got seven games to win four, we can't go through a five-game swoon where we're, we're struggling with our shot. we got to figure out a way to win ugly and, and have that be kind of like our, our backup plan, a supporting plan, a different way. Um, even if the focus is on shooting threes, they don't have a, a, a culture of backdoor cuts unless it's Marcus Smart finding Jalen Brown, and we haven't seen that at all against Miami. Mm, nope. We don't have cutters. We don't have uh, different kind of options. We don't have options where the uh, there's like a guy in the middle and a guy in the corner and a guy with the ball. Like there's just none of that stuff. Whereas with Miami, there's whatever the option is, whatever is open, and they, they're not they're, they're they're killing it from three. But how many times has Jimmy Butler killed them with that that right baseline? fade away so that's that's my number one criticism of joe is that he 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 put all this team's eggs in the three-point shooting algorithm and it's getting crushed the algorithm is failing the celtics mathematics sure the numbers bear out in the long term in the regular season take a bunch of threes make more threes you're going to win most of your games the playoffs are a different animal and Joe never saw that coming because he's too young and he'll see it coming next season, but that doesn't do anybody a lot of good here. Yeah. I, I think the, the biggest, and, and, and if, if you are going to have an offense that is so based on three pointers, then you also need to have multiple ways of generating those three pointers. Like it has to, like you just need all these creative ways to make it happen. Right. Like you look at, um, you know, I think, Every team now is trying to imitate what the 2014 Spurs did, right? Where where there was just all these threes, all the all these different ways that you could generate threes, and like that's I think a big part of what's missing is there just there aren't enough different, unique, repeatable ways to create the exact shot that the Celtics need to win. All right, let's let's be positive. Let's be positive. <laughs> let's try it. Let's okay. try it. It's a three-zero hole. If there's a way for some team to be the first one to climb out of this, this is the situation where it can happen. This is it. I'll talk about that in just a minute. Uh, I, I'm assuming that a lot of you are, who might be uh, holding tickets to a game five or a game seven might be saying, oh, well, I don't, I don't have anything to do on that day anymore. That's when you need maybe the Game Time app for some last-minute ideas. You want to go to a different sporting event? Do you want to go to a show? Do you want to go to a comedy show, a concert? You can get flash deals, last-minute tickets, uh, and it's easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of an event in your area, wherever you are. The, the best part about the Game Time app, I think, is that it gives you the seat views, and not only can you see 
what type of ticket you're getting. You get the game time guarantee, which means you always get the best price. If for some reason you find tickets in the same section in a row for less, game time will give you 110% of the difference. So you know that you're going to get that best price. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps, they're sent directly to your phone. You don't have to dig through your emails. So if all of a sudden next weekend, if the Celtics can't pull this off, this miracle, and you're looking for something to do to kind of wash away the pain, open up that game time app, go do something fun. You know you can get the last minutes with the last minute tickets without the stress. Download the game time app, create an account, use the code locked on NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code locked on NBA for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I want to thank everybody for making the Lockdown Celtics podcast your first listen every day. Tomorrow, post-game podcast from the Kasaya Center. I don't even know how to pronounce it. I don't even care. Uh, Whatever the hell it's called now, uh, I will be there live on the floor. What will I be talking about? Will it be the end of the Celtics season, or will they have extended this? prolonged their their pain maybe put off their pain or tom westerholm could this is there a chance that this team as bad as they've looked can pull this off i'm saying if if and i'm not coming out here i'm just i'm just doing the exercise here if a team is going to come back from down three nothing would stand to reason that a two seed playing like absolute dog crap against an eighth seed playing unbelievable basketball and shooting the lights out, a team like the Celtics, especially if they can get hot again from three, if there is a team that can do it, this would be the team. Okay, so we're being positive. We're being positive. We're being positive. So just, there's no, there's no just need. for the exercise. Definitely. Just for the exercise. And then we can go back to like no, the so realistic just, stuff in the next segment. Just, so there's, we're, there's we're no need for my the studio space. There's no need for my disclaimer that I'm going to give anyway that this is not what I think is going to happen. But, Correct. This is not what we think. Right. This is an exploration of the positive to see if we can find a kernel of truth in there. So uh, there's a few things then, right? Like the Celtics shot unbelievably poorly from three-point range like to the point that their bench came in and didn't even shoot that well and improved their numbers significantly by the time the final box score was out yeah because they were down to like 19 percent at one point just brutal brutal i had written in my notes like this is wild five for 23 or something like that (laughs) like yeah like just brutal like even if the celtics like continue to play poorly, even if they continue to turn it over, even if they continue to struggle, they probably won't shoot that badly from three again. They did generate some decent looks. You know, I thought, um, you know, there was some interesting discussion from Joe Missoula today. He was, he he was asked a couple times. I think you asked him once um, just kind of about probing and trying to find a great shot versus, you know, like a good shot. Hmm. And Missoula was kind of like, well, I don't understand if we're getting a good shot right away. Why would we not take the good shot? which I kind of see both sides of that argument. Like, you know, if you get a good shot, I, I, I hear what you're saying, you know, cause you never know. Like, I think he's right. Defenses do get better late in the shot clock. And at the same time, good to great is like 
a pretty well established thing in the NBA, right? So, all right, but anyway, sorry, being positive. I do think positive, Tom. Celtics, save that for the next segment. Yes, <laughs> I do think that the Celtics generated some good shots, and some of those should fall statistically. Like, yes. and if those fall statistically, the Celtics generally win when they make three pointers, right? So, yes, let's hypothetically say that Gabe Vincent doesn't continue his like isn't Jamal Murray again in the next game. <laughs> let's hypothetically say that. Um, Duncan Robinson is not a superstar point guard and Caleb Martin is not prime Duncan Robinson next game. Like all <laughs> things that seem like those are, you know, Caleb Martin's a good player. These are still things that seem reasonable to me, like that these things might not continue. So if those, if those things happen and if the Celtics like, and if the Celtics make three pointers, I, I think they could survive a Jimmy Butler barrage, right? Like, he scored 35 in the first game. The Celtics had chances to win the first game. Like, yeah. it's these role players who are killing you. Like, stop that. Make threes. And I don't know. Maybe. May, like, maybe you have a chance. <clears throat> um, but that's easier said than done because the Heat are playing absolutely amazing. But I think that's kind of the roadmap. If you, you got to limit some of these, you got to limit some of these guys on the fringes who are not fringy and are much more like superstars right now. And your superstars yeah. have to play well and your threes have to fall. Not unreasonable, but hard to do so far. It's it's hard to do because the Heat are playing with a ton of confidence. Yes. And you can see it. Oh my gosh. Like just even as a ripping. Oh, like as a shooter, it's just like you could just watch them and just be like, oh man, that's such a good feeling. Gabe but, Vincent oh. hit one, like a turnaround, fade away like drifting to the side and and he drilled it from the corner and I was like all right like in all of this in all of this there there are like 10 other things that are absolutely ahead of this yeah this shot but also if you're hitting this shot Celtics have no chance and so much of this boils down to that Boston is shooting in the 28 29% range and Miami is shooting 40, what, 49% from three in the series? That's outrageous. That's better than the Golden State Warriors. That's better than any shooter. Any yeah. sh the, the best shooting teams don't shoot that for an entire series. So my my if if I'm saying there's hope, if I'm saying that okay, there is a sliver, it, it's it's obvious that there's like a 95% chance, 98% chance that the series is over, right? Like it's, it's like, whatever it's, it's still not a hundred percent until it's a hundred percent, right? It's still not a hundred percent until that final buzzle, final buzzer blows. And the Celtics are such a streaky, like they're so reliant on their three, that three point shot. That if they come out and hit a few and it it they pick up their defense and they can actually stay with Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, Caleb Martin. And so what if Jimmy Butler goes off? I've been saying this from the beginning of the series. I don't care if Jimmy Butler scores 45. If everyone else is is held below, you know, 60, even if you hold them to 105, you should be able to score 106 or more. They could do that in game four. 
and avoid the sweep. They can go home, even though home hasn't mattered much. They could go home and feel better about themselves and force a game six. And then you start to get into the, okay, Miami kind of needs to win this game because game seven's at home in Boston and you just don't want to take your chances against the higher seed at home, regardless of their home record. You still got Tatum. You still got Brown. It's scenario, but it has, they have to come out right away. First five minutes of game four and show it. They can't ease into the game. They can't, they can't be down 15 and then be like, oh, we're going to come back because, okay, even if they win that game, that still doesn't give me the confidence that they can win this. They got to come out in game four and just show from the beginning. That was our worst game. Get, people are comparing it to the, the Red Sox and the Yankees, and the night. this is their 19-8 game. And, you know, when the Red Sox came back and won four games in a row against the Yankees, you know, they look their absolute worst. I can see talking yourself into that. Uh, all right, now we've stayed positive. Let's pick that apart. Let's see how real this is in just a minute. Uh, first, let's talk about prize picks. Prize picks is not only daily fantasy that is going to be uh, fun and easy to play. They're going to make you potentially a millionaire with their special uh, million-dollar Daily Superflex. Here's how it works. You make your pick before, uh, you make your pick after 8 a.m. Prize Picks goes and picks one of those entries made after 8 a.m. Eastern time. And that one person gets a six pick flex with the following payouts all, all correct picks, $1 million. Five correct picks, $80,000. Four correct picks is $16,000. You just got to go to prizepicks.com slash million to opt in and get all the details there. Prizepicks.com slash million. Once you opt in, you're in there. You play daily fantasy, make your picks after 8 a.m. Eastern time, and you could be selected. Now, how do you play prize picks if you haven't? You pick two to six players, uh, and it's more or less than the prize picks projection. They set a projection. Al Horford, three pointers, whatever it is. They set it at, let's say, three. Is it more or less? Or they probably set it at like two, but more or less. Uh, basically, that's how it works. And if you get get them right, you can win up to 25 times your money on any particular entry. And you can do this for just about every sport that you watch. It's out there. Baseball, uh, football, when it comes back, WNBA, it's all right there. Uh, all you got to do is go to prizepicks.com to sign up. If you haven't signed up yet, use the promo code Locked On. You make uh, an they get you an instant deposit match. You deposit up to $100. They give you up to $100. They'll match that. But you got to go sign up at uh, prizepicks.com slash locked on. Or, uh, or you go to prizepicks, use the prizepicks app. So use the promo code locked on to sign up and you could become a millionaire. That'd be nice. Thanks for watching Locked On Celtics. Thanks for listening to Locked On Celtics. Uh, you can head on over to Lockdown Heat if you want to stand, if you can stand there gloating. Uh, but you can also listen to any of the other Lockdown Patriots. If, you, if you're a Boston fan, there's Lockdown Red Sox, Lockdown Bruins, Lockdown Patriots. Or if you're a fan of any of these other teams, maybe you're just a Celtics fan and you're from another city, there's a Lockdown for your favorite team. All right, Tom. 
I laid out the absolute best case possible scenario. What are the odds? What are the odds? If you're going to put odds on that scenario coming to pass, what what do you think? Low. Um, like, I don't think it's impossible, but I think it's very low. Um, look, I think the, the, the players, all the things that we see when we're watching – when we're watching just the Heat turn the Celtics over, when we're watching the Celtics miss shots that, the, that they normally make, when we watch the Heat getting, you know, like, I'm not even going to say getting whatever they want. When we watch the Heat just playing at this level that's, like, kind of unbelievable, when you hear Max Struess giving interviews and saying stuff like, the Heat organization makes us all feel like superstars, and then they're playing like superstars, it's like, you know, the Celtics players are all seeing and feeling all that stuff too, right? Like, like you're not imagining things. You're not crazy. The heat are just kicking their butts, right? Like they're just yeah. destroying them. And like, there's uh, like, I just, I, I have a hard time seeing that completely flipping at this stage. Um, you know, it, like I, I do think that finishing the sweep is mildly important for the heat, largely because of all the confidence that we've been talking about. Like it, you know, like keeping confidence isn't always the easiest thing in basketball. And if the Celtics, you know, win game four and, you know, I, I do think that that is, I think that the 04 Red Sox metaphor has been kind of tortured at this point. Like it, it, it's, it's gone too far. It's like, like, yeah. okay, great. I'm glad that the, the Red Sox did that, but um, that was a very unique thing. If you want to use that, I think what the way you look at it is kind of like, okay. Um, like, like you were saying, if you can win game five at home and then you go back to game six, then like you just start to apply a little bit more pressure and a little bit more pressure and a little bit more pressure to a team that is basically flying off pure vibes right now. If you can mess yeah. with those vibes a little bit, maybe you got a chance. But what do we know about the heat? We know heat culture. And uh, <laughs> those vibes might be, uh, might be uh, kind of bulletproof at this point. So I think on-the-court stuff doesn't look great. Off-the-court stuff doesn't sound great from anything anybody is saying. This one feels like it's over to me. Yeah, look, if it was... Pick any other team in this scenario. Um, I might, I might be more into the possibility. Uh, I think Miami is unique in that they have Eric who can pick out who's who's lost their confidence and say, let's just say it's Caleb Martin, and and he's completely fallen apart. Well, Caleb Martin doesn't play. And, you know, that's it. It's, it's as simple as, okay, you're out and you're hurting us. We'll, we'll do something else. Maybe we'll just bump up everybody else's minutes and, and deal with it that way. Maybe you find more of a role for Kyle Lowry. Maybe it's more of yeah. a, you say, Kevin, Lowry, whatever. The Heat do not care. There's no sitting there and saying, Ooh, yeah, but Gabe Vincent just scored 29. Like, we can't we can't sit him. Like damn right. If the if the Celtics come back and win game four and game five is Gabe Vincent just everything. Gabe Vincent sits and that's it. That's the end of the story. Unless the next option is worse and and plays out that way. It's I can see it happening a game or two. To have to have it happen four games in a row. At this point, is is very difficult to to imagine. 
But it's also, like I said, I do believe that if there was a scenario, not and it's not just, oh, it's the Celtics, and it's a scenario where the number two seed with multiple all-NBA players and you know significantly talented players uh, has, has played poorly against an eighth seed who also has talented players but less talented players, uh, just in general, generally perceived. That's playing above their heads. I can I can make the argument that hey, it's it, it's possible that those three games are the best three games that that Miami team is going to play. Things will level off, and and Boston, by virtue of being a two seed and and a really good team, can whip off four straight wins. It's we're 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 really just asking a team to go on a four game winning streak, which the Celtics have done multiple times. It's just can they yeah. do it? Do they do they have it in them to play the style that they need to play, and do they have it in them to throw Miami off to a point where they they can't recover and they can't get these types of games from their role players because it is the role players that are fueling yeah. these wins for the most part. That's the key. That's the whole thing, and it starts the Celtics. It can't start down. You know they can't they can't be thinking big picture. And this is the I'll go back to the Joe Mazzulla thing. And this is this is what really takes away your confidence in, in anything that I'm saying. Yeah. It's when I asked Joe Mazzulla, like I had to put it in terms of like studying martial arts. Like one of the one of the key things in martial arts is you can use your opponent's momentum against your opponent. Your your opponent comes to you, you can use that momentum to kind of draw him in and you know flip, get him to a submission, get him on the ground. Like you can do that. that. That's one of the strategies. If the Celtics are playing against the Miami Heat defense, and I understand the concept of not passing up the first good shot or any good looks that you get, but also understand the scenario that you're in. If they're being ultra aggressive and Jason Tatum gets the ball and Gabe Vincent flies past him and he sidesteps that and now Caleb Martin is coming at him and he can up fake Martin. And now two guys have come out of the play instead of taking the shot after you've cleared both of those guys. How about getting it into the middle? And if there's a guy in the middle there, getting it into the middle, having everybody overreact and having that guy kick it to the next guy who now has a wide open catch and shoot three versus a sidestep pull up three. Those types of things. And it might only happen five, six, seven times a game in a course of 90-plus possessions. But those five possessions where it happens, if you can get three-pointers out of them at a higher three three-pointers, that's nine points that you've scored and, and opportunities to come back and set your defense and could possibly be two four, six points that the other team doesn't score because you've set your defense and you're they're not rebounding long misses off of long threes and getting into transition and drawing fouls and getting to the free throw line. We're talking about a few possessions, but those possessions can be 10, 12, 15 point swings overall. And that's where I'm talking, but that's the type of thing that if if you're just taking that first available shot, I still have confidence that you can get another shot of comparable quality 
on many of the possessions, but it's if you can read the defense and feel like, oh God, I've created this this advantage, take that advantage, probe it, and see if you can't get the easy buckets that demoralize a team, that get you back to set your defense, and maybe can trigger a run where there would normally be a run. Yeah, I I mean, I I agree with that. I, I also think there's probably something to the idea that like, I don't think Missoula is a big fan of the media right now. Like, and I don't no. think that he, I don't think he probably wants to be particularly helpful when he's getting asked questions. Like, like I, I think, you know, he's, he's probably heard everybody talking about, you know, like his job security and everything else. Like, you know, like, like I, I wonder how, uh, how intentionally obtuse he's been at times and how much he's just kind of like, I don't need to answer your, like, I, I don't, anyway. Um, the other thing. Okay. This is this is though is the number one thing that I think is the reason the Celtics are going to lose this series. Let's say the Celtics win Game Four and they go on a big shooting spree and that you know just like tons of threes, tons of threes. Let's say they let's say they take Game Five and it's the same thing. What gives you confidence that they are going to have four straight good shooting games in a row? And if they Not don't, right. what gives you confidence that they can win? Because I just don't see it. I think that unless they have four straight big time shooting performances, they're probably done. This is and like that's that's what happens when you go down three nothing. Like, I mean, literally the margin for error is now zero. So like, these better be you know four straight forty five plus percent three point nights or else you know one two three Cancun. So I don't know. Yeah, like I said, I I don't have confidence in yeah, the things that, right, I, that right. I'm I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying like, oh, I still believe that the Celtics can do this. I'm just right, talking totally. about this is what the Celtics need to do because they're not they're not dead until they're dead and and. Everybody listening and watching can be like, no, this series is over. And yeah, we can say that. Like, we can sit there and be like, it's it's 3-0. Series is over. But the series technically isn't over yet. Yeah. And so from and, – and maybe this is just the old, the, the old basketball player in me. As long as there's still basketball to play, I've, I, can't, I can't reasonably just give up. And be right. like, I'm not doing the obituary on this team just yet because there is still a game to play. And uh, yeah, and, and about that game real quick, just to cut in that it's going to be a weird game. Like, because like the Heat are, are going to have to try to keep themselves pumped up. Right. Because they because they know they want they want to win this game. They want to they want to move on and rest and get ready for Denver. Like they're you know, they, they're they they want to win this game. But like just by nature of of like literal human nature, like they aren't going to like, it's hard to imagine them being that engaged. Like, I think it's going to be mm -hmm. just an odd game. Like the Celtics are kind of like, like how broken are the Celtics mentally right now? Yeah. Like, like is it going to just be like 48 minutes of them quitting? Cause if so, that thing is going to be an ugly, ugly basketball game. But if not interesting, like, you know what I mean? Like it's going to be a yeah, weird yeah. basketball game. Well, I tell you what, you bring up a great point, and you made me think of a question. If if they lose this game tomorrow and get swept, the question that I'll be asking those guys is, all season long, you guys talked about human nature. It's human nature to, to let go sometimes when you're up in, in these situations. If Miami continues to sweep, my question would be like, why, why didn't that human nature that applied to you guys that caused you to let down so often why doesn't it apply to those guys? They're human beings. Correct. They're human beings just like you. 
why can they do it and why can't you because human nature is human nature it doesn't it doesn't matter we're all human beings so that 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 would be my question we'll see i'll kind of keep that in my back pocket if if they lose and get swept um yeah. but yeah it, it's to me it's just a matter of i know the celtics look like they quit in game three and and maybe they did um but as long as there's a game to be played i'm approaching it as what can they do to win that game and when the series is over there'll be plenty of time to do the obituary and there's been a lot of that sprinkled in anyway because right. talking about the stuff that i didn't like about joe Missoula's approach this season i mean i called the team pandas yesterday in 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 reference to they only eat bamboo and if you don't get the bamboo they die because threes are their bamboo um i don't think calling a team a panda a big fluffy panda that dies when it doesn't get that one thing that it eats is, is a very flattering thing along the way but still there's still a game for and and my approach was always until until it's over lead i'm finding a way um it was a little damning to watch like marcus smart make that three-point play at the beginning of the third quarter uh in game three and like sit on the ground and yell ah and finish that three-point play and be like oh it's 12 it's yep. 12 point game and it, like, Ooh, the, every- the the tnt reporters just came out and said they looked really positive coming out of halftime what are we getting yeah here? Yep. here we go yep. like this is the play and to have yep. none of the celtics respond to that <laughs> Just brutal. That was the worst stretch of the game. That was brutal. <laughs> Marcus came out, ripped the ball out of Bam out of Bio's hand, put the ball back up, hit the ground, ah, yelling, and then everybody was like, yeah, "That's nice. That's nice." <laughs> I don't know why you're working so hard, Marcus. There's no bamboo, Marcus. We're why done. are you working Ooh, here? So hard? Jesus, like somebody go out there and fight. Uh. We'll see. Well, then they we'll put see. Grant in, so and then everybody yelled yeah. at Grant for fighting in game two. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. It, it, it's like I'm not. I'm not stupid. Like I know the odds are like next <laughs> right. to zero that these guys are going to come back and win this thing. But I also think that there's, you know, it's a unique situation, and you know, I've said what I've got to say. I, as long as there's basketball to analyze and to kind of look into and say, this is how they can win. That's what we're going to do until that basketball goes away. And then once that basketball goes away, we'll talk about why there's no more basketball left. And I like that's that. how it's going to go. I personally am going to be adding heat culture to my daily mantras. Um, and, uh, <laughs> I will be much more successful for the rest of my life. So, yeah. okay. <laughs> you do that, Tom. Appreciate you as always. Appreciate you, man. Uh, thanks for listening. Appreciate you for listening. If you're watching, uh, you know, hope you've enjoyed the view over my shoulder of the, I think it's the Biscayne Bay. Uh, I am going to, uh, go write my, my story for today. I'm going to edit this podcast and then, uh, I'm just going to kick back and enjoy what little of Miami I have left. Who knows? Maybe I'll be back for game six. I'm not, I'm not too confident in that but if there is a game six you know i'll be here i'll be here for whatever games are left and i'll be here for whatever postseason definitely breaking down a ton in the postseason 
there's going to be a lot to a lot to talk about. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcast. Watch the show on YouTube. Hop into that comment section. Be part of the conversation. Yell at the Miami Heat fans who are really, really feeling themselves now for good reason. Uh, just got to sit back and take it. That's that's it. Uh, and I would love it if you shared the podcast. Tell your friends. Tell everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.